welcome to this episode of All Things Iceland. It's Jules, and I'm providing you what you need to know if you plan to visit Iceland during the month of March. So as of 2023, well, the start of it, I began making a series where after each month, I talk about what to expect and so on. So as I'm going forward, I've already done January and February, uh, and just like overall, in terms of weather road conditions, what you should wear, things of that nature. So that will be an archive after this year is done in which you can see all 12 months and reference them for each, depending on when you're planning to come to Iceland as you plan your trip. Also, I'd like to say thank you to some people who recently left reviews for their podcast in the month of March, so this year. And the first one is from Chicago Runner one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine for the United States. The subject reads fantastic. And this person says, We are planning a trip to Iceland this June. Jules's podcast has been a tremendous wealth of information on Iceland, what to do in Iceland, and what to expect. I'm embarrassed I have not reviewed it before because as I have been listening to all the episodes and the information is pertinent and fun. Well, thank you very much. No need to feel embarrassed. I appreciate that you took the time out just a few minutes to write a review. And another one is from Sarah in Tampa from the United States. And the subject is great pod and so informative. This will Sarah writes, such a great resource for trip planning and really interesting to learn more about the culture too. So thank you to both of them. I'm always happy to hear that what I'm sharing is interesting and useful for people. If you feel inclined to also write a review, Feel free to leave one on whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on, and you just might receive a shout out during one of the episodes. On to the things you need to know. So of course, starting with weather, March is definitely still considered winter in Iceland. So you can expect cold temperatures with an average of around zero. However, we have definitely seen temperatures drop down way below that, especially this year. But in general, you can find like negative two degrees Celsius, which is around 28 degrees Fahrenheit, and going up to 38 degrees Fahrenheit. For my random fact of the episode, I actually talk a little bit about how March of 2023 was an interesting one, to say the least. In previous years, this month, so March specifically, has also been the wettest month of the year. So it's important to pack waterproof clothing. Daylight hours during March are amazing. And I say that because due to the fact that it's still winter here and we can get around 12 hours of daylight, it's, it is lovely. Going from December, where it's the shortest time, in, of, well, at least the shortest days, the shortest one being four hours and then gradually becoming longer, March literally just feels like, I don't know, a regular time frame for having long days. And usually the sun will rise around 7.30 a.m. and set around 6. March 1st, in particular, the amount of hours you can expect is 10 hours and 9 minutes. The middle of the month, March 16th, is around 11 hours and 47 minutes. And then by March 31st, we have 13 hours and 25 minutes of daylight. So beautiful. If you're planning on driving yourself in Iceland, it's good to know about the road conditions. So due to the fact that it's winter, it can be unpredictable on the roads, meaning I cannot say for sure that it will definitely be icy, but there's a good chance that it will be. So always make sure you check the weather and road conditions before setting out on your road trip. 
And while you don't need to rent a four-wheel drive car, some people do so because they feel more comfortable, because you have more control over the car, if the roads are going to be slippery. If you're going to go out into the countryside, which most people will, then having a four-wheel drive car, especially if you're going to go north, would come in handy. But again, a car that is not four-wheel drive can still do just fine. And a big part of that is that rental car companies keep nails on the tires of the cars during March, so all throughout winter, and that helps to provide extra traction on slippery roads. And even though there's more daylight during this time, just keep in mind when the daylight is available so that you can plan your trips accordingly and where you can check if you need to see if there are any weather warnings or road closures are safe, travel.is. And road.is, both of those are linked in the show notes of this episode. And everyone who listens to my podcast knows I love driving around Iceland, like winter, summer, fall, spring, whatever <laughs> the time. I'm a big fan of it. Granted, I don't do it when there's a storm, of course. But because of that, I think a lot more people have felt, you know, like they also want to do it. And they see that you have more flexibility being able to do it on your own. And that brings me to the sponsor of this episode, which is Go Car Rental Iceland which is a local Icelandic rental car company that has great customer service, a large variety of cars, and very competitive rates. You can use my code ICELAND10 to save 10% off the entire cost of your rental car. And I do use them. And I'm always a big fan of like saying that I use them because first of all, I don't like recommending things that I don't use. But also I do have fun being like, hey, you know, as I collaborate with them on things, how about this car and trying this out? So that is like, you know, in my opinion, being able to go to different parts of the country and show different cars to you, like on Instagram or TikTok, if you follow me over there, or even on YouTube, you can see some of the variety of the cars that they have that I've been using. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, if you're planning to come for summer and you don't have your rental car yet, please make sure you get that. I mean, this is whether you use go car rental or whatever, make sure you get a rental car because they are being snatched up so many people are coming this year and in summertime in general but uh this is about march so i'll just <laughs> just keep it there but that's just a you know psa but for sure use the code you'll be able to save and in the winter months like march the cost is actually less to rent a car so you can save even extra on you know rates that are lower during this time all right on to what to wear during march it's cold it's windy it is often frigid, <laughs> and I mean, and I mean icy. So having layers is always necessary. Bringing a really good winter coat, one that has water resistance, one that has windproof capability, it will definitely save you from being out in Iceland's beautiful raw nature. But being exposed is just super uncomfortable, and also a lot of the times people underestimate just how windy and how much that wind chill makes it, you know, makes it feel so much colder. So I just really advise having that in your bag or wearing it on the plane. And for those who are not sure what to pack, I have a free Iceland packing checklist that's linked in the show notes of this episode on my website, allthingsiceland.com. And I separated it into winter and summer so you can reference both of those lists for whenever time you're coming. If you're just, you know, also curious about seeing what's on both lists, but if you're coming during wintertime, just use that one. You can expect there will be snow weather warnings during this time. Using your crampons or microspikes, actually, not crampons. Crampons are for glaciers, but microspikes 
for icy conditions, bring them. It will save you the potential of falling and hurting yourself. During winter in Iceland, many people, including locals, take the chance of basically trying to ice skate with shoes on. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm just like, wow, I can't believe people still do this. But, you know, then they end up breaking an elbow, a shoulder, like different things that happen. It's it's not fun. And, you know, the incident of accident rates due to ice rise significantly during winter here. And I don't want to make it seem like winter is only, or at least March is only icy. It can be that it's not that icy, especially in certain places, but just know that's a possibility. We can also have sunny and bright days, which is nice. This is often called weather or window weather because it will look really nice outside, but then when you step outside, it's actually cold and windy. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. And the different layers, I have them all listed out in the packing checklist so you'll have an idea of what to bring. Why I believe you should visit Iceland during March is less crowds. Avoiding the crowds is always fun and peak season is in summertime. Plus I feel like the landscape, the snow, the ice, it really does provide for this breathtaking view of the country that many people don't see because the majority of people usually come during the summertime. You can also get a glimpse of the northern lights. And this month is basically considered the end of the possibility of you seeing the northern lights. That's not entirely true. I have seen them in early April. So I'm not going to be like, okay, you'll only be able to see them the last time in March. However, the chances of you seeing them in April are so much slimmer. So March is for sure, you know, in terms of even companies running tours and things like that is when it's heavily talked about or heavily advertised. And if you are planning to try and see them on your own, which you can definitely do, I have in the show notes my episode about the Northern Lights, like what to do to see them, where to look in terms of resources. So you can check that out on my website and that will give you the best opportunity in order to see them on your own while you're visiting. The top activities. So I've already mentioned Northern Lights. Ice cave tours, again, because the weather is wintry, ice caves are more stable during the winter. That's when they run tours for them. Any kind of glacier tour. And glacier tours are available in the summertime, but the glaciers look really different because of the sun shining on them and warmer temperatures. So in the wintertime, it's an icy blue that is so cool. And of course, having proper clothes on will keep you warm enough so you can be able to enjoy that. If you want to go skiing or snowboarding, if there's enough snow in the south, Blaufjöck is a mountain near Reykjavik. It's around... 30 to 40 minutes drive, but the real gym is Troll Peninsula in the north. And if you're into like skiing between fjords, and this is for more advanced people, hella skiing, things like that, they have that up there and it's pretty cool. And of course, just like winter road trips, going to different places, seeing those particular attractions in their winter coats, bathing in geothermal pools, snowmobile tours. And, you know, things of that nature, things you can still technically do in the summertime too, but it's a different experience when you do it in the winter. March events or holidays. So March 1st is National Beer Day in Iceland or Bjordagur. And beer had been illegal in Iceland for about 70 years. And it was made legal again on March 1st, 1989. So that day had then been deemed Beer Day. You'll find that people all over Iceland are going to the you know, local pub or bar to have a beer or mini beers 
And it's just a fun day. I mean, it doesn't really mean it's not like a day off or anything, but it is really fun to kind of just go out and meet with friends and celebrate the fact that beer is no longer illegal or has not been illegal for some decades. The Food and Fun Festival is also an event that happens. And I think this is a really fun one because amazing chefs from different countries are invited to come to Iceland and cook up delicious meals in well-known restaurants in the Reykjavik area specifically. And it's a fun way to, of course, try new dishes, be introduced to chefs that you might not have heard of or that maybe you have heard of and are like, yeah, I've always wanted to try their food. And they happen to be in Iceland during the time that you're going to be here. So win-win. <laughs> so those two. And there's often like, you know, different events that are are going on. But these two are kind of like the biggest. Design March, which has for the last, I think last year it was in May, which literally marches in the name. So I don't know if they'll ever get back to Design March, which is a bunch of artists and showcasing of artists in Iceland. I don't know if they'll ever get back to doing it in March again. But for this year, they seem to again be doing it in May. So FYI, if that is something you ever had in mind. Now it's time for the random fact of the episode. According to Icelandic meteorologist Trösti Jonsson, March of 2023 was by far the coldest it has been on average this century. So in the 70s is when they found that, you know, there had been some much colder or similarly cold temperatures. But other than that, March is normally not known to be so cold. And there were definitely some days when we were just like, why is it like negative 10, negative 15? It was really cold. Celsius, I'm talking about. But even still in Fahrenheit, that's cold as well. And these frigid temperatures also resulted or added, I should say, to some storms. And there was one day in particular where there was a yellow warning and tourists traveling through the country ended up needing help because they're what they call weather clogged. And basically that means that they were having trouble seeing on the road or pulled over because the wind was too much for them to drive. There was a yellow warning. And I just, I have to stress this because I know that some people are maybe anxious due to the fact that they need to get back to their flight or something. But if there's a yellow warning, please stay off the road. But, you know, in this case, people decide to drive anyway, even though the yellow warning was out there. Maybe they didn't know what to check. That's why I'm always trying my best to spread that information about where to look. But a lot of the times or enough times, there are people who are aware that the weather is terrible, but they feel like they have to just do it anyway. And it puts their life in danger and also puts the lives of the search and rescue team members in danger. Thankfully, there weren't any like accidents. It was just that people who had pulled their car over to the road, some of them had abandoned their cars because of, you know, feeling unsafe, even staying in the car. And around 40 to 50 cars one night had to be, you know, helped. People needed to be helped. And that's because they didn't heed the warning. Now, um, uh, for the random fact, I'm giving you a lot more facts than I normally do, but I want to end it like on a happier note for this random fact of the episode. And that's the golden plover, or the loa, as it's called in Icelandic, it's a bird, was spotted in late March, the last week of March. And this bird is said to sing away the snow and mean that spring is on the way. So technically spring is here, people. So yay. <laughs> and hopefully that is the case that stays that way. The Icelandic word of the episode is the Icelandic word for March, which is Mars. So like Mars, but Mars. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful. And 
It's something that you can utilize as you're planning your trip, particularly in the month of March. Vacatier, Og Jamstudlega.